Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome everybody back to the Believe in the Jets podcast. I am your host, Andrew Golden of JetsXFactor.com. And unusually, not as always, I have a very special guest to me to break down some breaking news. Former Lions safety Glover Quinn Jr. with us. Very excited to have him here. Glover, you are here because one of your former NFL mates, a guy you played against for a handful of years in Detroit specifically, twice a year, has made it clear that his intentions are to move on from the Green Bay Packers. That is Aaron Rodgers. He has made it very clear, his own words, I want to keep playing, I am not retiring, and I want to play for the New York Jets. So as a guy that has played against Aaron Rodgers for a handful of years now, what is your initial reaction to this news? Man, you know, I think for his time, you know, I mean, we hate to see some of these guys leave the teams that we know them for. Um, but I think it's time for Aaron Rodgers to move on from Green Bay and for them to do something different and him to do something different and experience something different and, you know, play in front of a different crowd, um, take on a different challenge. And, you know, for him to come out and say that he wants to go to the Jets, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you're not a free agent, it's tough because now – it's kind of like you're telling the team, hey, I don't want to be here. This is where I want to go. Send me there. So now it's about, okay, well, can the Jets and the Packers come up with some type of trade or whatever to make that happen? Um, We'll see. You know, I think the whole world feels like Aaron Rodgers is already a Jet. <laughs> um, the excitement, I can feel it. I haven't watched a lot of stuff on it, but I can just feel it. Um. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that can that can turn your franchise around. He still has some 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 life left in his arms, some, some life left in his legs. You know, he's played high level games in his league. He know how to win high level games. So he'll be able to bring that experience to a young Jets team that got some great playmakers, great defense, great offensive guys. And hopefully be able to get those guys over the hump in a tough division. You know, you're competing against the Jets. You can be competing against the Patriots. You're competing against the Dolphins. Those guys, you know, the Dolphins stacked up and got, you know, another corner out there. So now they're going to have a good tandem, depending on what happened with Xavier and all these different guys, right? So, you know, Aaron Rodgers will be taking on another challenge. And then the whole AFC, you know what I'm saying, with all the good young quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, depending on what happens with him, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa, like all the, it's a lot of good young quarterbacks in the AOC, and Aaron Rodgers will be stepping in there to, you know, he'll be an older guy, but I'm sure he'll be looking to compete and and try to show those younger guys that that he's still Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think so too. And you had mentioned something at the start where you're talking about teaching this team how to win, and that this is a younger team that has a lot of great young playmakers, but they're still learning the NFL game. They're still learning how to sustain success. The Jets really don't know anything about sustained success. And so having someone like Rodgers that has had Lord knows how many playoff appearances and has been competing for what feels like an eternity at this point, having him in that building, I think is going to go a long way to really setting the tone and setting the culture of this is how you win. This is what I've done for so long. This is what I've been a part of for so long. And this is what we're trying to follow. And I really think for guys like a Garrett Wilson, who's going into his second season, who had a great rookie year, offensive rookie of the year, you know, no one's questioning his talent or his ability, but to have someone now that he is going to want to pick the brain of as much as he can 
And he's going to want to be in the hip pocket of and say, okay, Aaron, when you see this coverage and you know, I'm running this route, how do you want me to come out of the break? Is there any tell that I can give you that says I'm feeling something different or I might break early or later and, and really get and pick his brain. And I think most importantly, there's going to be a new air of urgency around this team that, you know, you have a quarterback that's aging, you know, you have a quarterback. Eventually we won't, we're assumed that this is going to happen, but assuming this does happen, you're going to have a quarterback that's at the end of his career competing against all those great young players and young quarterbacks in the AFC that you mentioned. And now you're going to have the rest of this team for those young players. They're going to know we got to do everything we can. We got to go 110%. We got to take this as seriously as possible because our window is only so long. And if we want to be the team that we know we can be in that window, we got to put the pedal to the metal. And I really think it's going to inspire this team. I mean, everything from I've seen following the team, other players, the players look absolutely overjoyed. They're all excited to get to work with Rogers and get him in the building and, and start building this thing up. I just, as a former player yourself, I'm sure you can speak to this. What It may not always have to be a quarterback, but when you get that, that star player added to your team, when you have a new person that's coming in that you know is going to help you win, it's exciting. And you're looking forward to get working with that guy. And unless they're taking your job, you're hoping to come in and and be the best player that you can be and set your team up for success. And, and I really feel like this is going to be a positive as a whole. And kind of where I want to start, because I know there's a lot of Jets fans out there that are viewing this as you either win a Super Bowl or this is a complete waste of time. And, and I really don't feel like that's the case because I feel like the Jets have been so bad for so long having even if they don't win a Super Bowl, but they're competitive and they make the playoffs and they've established themselves as more of a, a complete team. I think you're going to leave Aaron Rodgers is going to leave the Jets better than he found them. And you're going to have a team that can find a way to win even after he is not there. I think it's really important to set that culture and change the narrative of the same old Jets. Right. I think I think that's going to be very important. I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers, you know, approaches this, you know, and you see, you know, sometimes, you know, you think about Tom Brady in the beginning of his career and as he's going through the middle portion of his career, you know, he's so, you know, Patriot way driven, yada, yada, yada. You didn't really get to see, in my opinion, a lot of the personality, different sides of Tom Brady during that stretch. Once he got a little older, then he started to, short more on social media you know you see him doing different things and you see him doing more interviews and now he go to tampa and you know he's still tom brady he's still locked in but you can see that he's enjoying the moment probably a little bit more um and hopefully we get that from Aaron Rodgers because i think green bay is such a you know small market that he and the packers made bigger right but absolutely you you don't see a lot of Aaron Rodgers and you know he takes on that personality that just hard working cold just kind of like stale personality and all these different things but now you've seen him popping up more and more on the Pat McAfee show and just doing different things so hopefully you know leaving the Green Bay market going to a a, a Jets market they're going to be excited for him and hopefully that can invigorate some new energy in Aaron Rodgers and puts another chip on his shoulder to where he can be rejuvenated and not just 
you know, year in, year out, go through the motions. Okay, it's the Packers again. Okay, it's the Packers again. Okay, they ain't doing this. Okay, you know, go somewhere where, you know, you're you're, you're truly wanted. You you have an opportunity to change uh to change a whole organization. You have an opportunity to really change your legacy as well. Yeah, you're a Hall of Famer. Don't get me wrong. But you're going to be in totally different category if you can go to a Jets team and lift them to a Super Bowl. And so hopefully that motivates him to want to be at the offseason program. I can understand not wanting to be in Green Bay at the offseason program when I've been there for 15 years in a row. And it's just the same thing over and over and over. I can understand not wanting to be there. So now being around a new team, you know, coming in and wanting to be a part of the team, you know, going through the offseason, working with the young guys, trying your best to, you know, do everything that you can, I think is going to be very important for him. And we'll have to see if he does that, if he get if the trade and everything go through and they can figure things out. But also, I would also want to see, you know, you can tell a lot about what's on people's mind when it comes to their pockets and their paycheck, right? So is this going to be a situation where Aaron comes in and everything has to do with some kind of money. It just is what it is. You know, is Aaron going to want to work with the Jets in a situation of, hey, I don't have to be $40 million a year guy. Like, I'm solid on the money front. We can work things out, right, where Aaron Rodgers can make the money that he deserves. Don't get me wrong. But we can do something to where you can bring in more guys around me offensively more guys on the offensive line to protect me, you know, more guys on the defensive side of the ball so that we can build a team and go and win as opposed to continuing to just rack up some stats, but I'm 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 not building a team to win a Super Bowl in that sense. So, it would be interesting to see how all those things play out over the next couple of weeks and months. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you were you were mentioning legacy. And I think that's absolutely a big part of it where there's only been two quarterbacks in the history of the sport that have won a Super Bowl for two different teams. And that's Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is a chance to add his name to that list where you've won a ring with the Packers earlier in your career. And now you take the Jets of all teams and you make them good enough to win a championship. Forget legacy in Green Bay. He'll be a god in New York for the rest of his life. He'll be, right. you know, to pass the torch from Joe Namath directly. And I was recording on uh, my other show earlier today and my co-host Matt had mentioned, you know, he's going to be Aaron Rodgers can be doing AARP commercials till he's 70 in the tri-state area if he wins the Super Bowl with the Jets, just like Namath <laughs> is. And, and that's the same sort of deal. And I genuinely don't believe that and from everything I heard directly from Rodgers himself today, it seems like he's got a chip on his shoulder. And he's right. he's frustrated with the Packers and the way that they've kind of handled this for him, where right after the season ends, they give him, you know, leave the door open and say, you make your decision. If you want to retire, we understand if you want to come back and play your job is here and we will take you back and we'll love to have you. He goes and does his darkness retreat meditation, whatever. And when he comes out of that, the Packers narrative had kind of changed. And now they're saying, you know, not so fast. We kind of want to move on. You had the president of the Packers, Mark Murphy, come outright and say, if things don't go our way, Aaron Rodgers will still be on the team next year. And that kind of made it really clear to everybody that they're looking to move on and start Jordan Love and begin this transition away from Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers said himself, 
at the end of the season, he was 90% set on retiring and that he wasn't even considering really, it was 10% of his brain was thinking of playing. And it wasn't really until after the Packers kind of shut that door for him and in his opinion, lied to him and said, here's your spot if you want it. And now you go away to think and come back and it's gone. I think Aaron Rodgers would be retiring. I don't think this would be happening the way it is if the Packers didn't go out of their way to try and give Rodgers two messages at once or maybe say something to him and really have their plans in a different way behind the scenes. So I feel like there is going to be that motivation. And I'm not going to sit here and talk contracts or or what could be. It would be awesome for the Jets if he he wants to restructure his deal and still make good money as a top-paid quarterback, but not the $50 million a year or $60 million or something that he said is a cap hit for this next coming season and try and help this team win. That would be awesome. But I also think there's, there's something to it where he just wants to come back and play regardless of anything else for a team that isn't Green Bay and prove that he is still a capable player and prove that he is still Aaron Rodgers and that he is still a valuable piece to any organization. He had a line uh, during this interview with McAfee earlier today that really stuck out to me, where he said the Packers have made it clear that they want to move on, and now so do I. That, to me, was said everything, where it was he, he was fine retiring. He was fine walking off, staying in Green Bay for his whole career, being ready to move on. And now that the Packers have kind of forced his hand, he kind of wants to show them up a little bit. And so I'm... I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that as a Jets fan, getting a ticked off Aaron Rodgers that wants to come to New York and prove everybody wrong. I am very excited about that. Let's see. I, I on the other hand, kind of feel a little different about that. And I, I don't necessarily like that whole vibe just because if you're 90% retired, then you're thinking about retiring. So you get a little light under your fire, right? What if you go to New York and you guys start out 0-6? Are you going to still have that fight? Or are you going to be like, oh, I should have retired. I knew I didn't want to do this anymore. Um, you know, and for him to come out and say what you just said, right? The Packers have made it clear that they want to move on. Now so do I. Like, you wanted to move on anyway. Like, if you wanted to continue playing and you didn't want to play in Green Bay, you could have said that a long time ago. If you wanted to continue playing and you wanted to stay in Green Bay, you could have said that a long time ago. But to be here and not saying anything and going this retreat and all this stuff and then say, oh, well, the Packers made it clear they want to move on. So now so do I. Like, I don't know, Aaron. I, I, I don't like that portion of it. I get it. Hopefully he gets inspired and he wants to go and do this and do that. But at the end of the day, if you're thinking about retiring and you're really not sure if you really want to continue playing, hopefully things go well, because if it don't, then we'll wonder, he'll start to wonder, should he have even done it or should he just have retired? And I think that goes into the saga and the circus that we've seen from Aaron Rodgers every offseason towards during this part of his career. Are you going to play or are you not going to play? I think at the end of the day, you know if you want to play and if you don't want to play. When I got to the end of my career, I knew this was year 10. I only wanted to play 10 years. So I knew I was done. I I didn't want to play anymore. Could I have still played? Yes. I didn't want to play anymore. So when you get to that point to where you're 90%, like, all right, I don't think I want to play anymore. It takes a whole, whole, whole lot to, like, recoup that 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 other yeah, I guess 90% yeah, to bring of, that passion back. You know what I'm saying? 
So we'll see. Hopefully, like you said, like I said, I hope it's a great thing and and he goes and he's inspired and he lifts a, a New York Jet team that was exciting to watch. And and you know, they won what seven or eight games this past year, and they probably could have won more with some good, solid, consistent quarterback play. So we'll see. I like I said, I know the players are excited, the fans are gonna be excited, and all the play all the fans in New York that's hated Aaron Rodgers over the years, they're going to be super happy if they get him on their team. And that's just how sports is. We all know and we understand that. So I will hope that it happens. I just hope that he really wants to be there for the right reasons. And he comes in and really puts that chip on his shoulder and try to uplift the franchise. Yeah. And I think that's a good point that you made. And I want to be very clear that this is absolutely a concern for me that as good as today has been for the New York Jets, where you've gotten an answer from Rodgers and he himself has said that he wants to come join your team, the 90% retiring and switching really makes me worried that this could be a one-and-done sort of situation where he is only in New York for one year and then chooses to retire. And I think there's a couple of scenarios that could happen that would make that even more likely. One that you yourself brought up, if the Jets flounder, and they start the year 0-6 or they miss out on the playoffs at the end of the year, Rodgers could be completely done and say, okay, I've, I don't want to go through this anymore. I've had my legacy. If I continue to keep trying to play, I'm just going to keep making myself look worse. And, and, and I'm done right. and it's time to hang it up. I was there 90% of the way there a year ago, and now I'm 100% of the way there again. <laughs> on the flip side, I also think you could see a scenario where if everything goes perfectly – and the Jets end up winning a Super Bowl in the first year of Aaron Rodgers, like the Buccaneers won a Super Bowl in the first year of Tom Brady, Rodgers might be at the point where he goes, what else do I have to prove? I've I've proven everything. I just took this team that was a downtrodden Jets team that's been the laughingstock of the league for however long, and in one year, I brought them a ring. Like, I'm done. I don't need to say anything else. I don't need to do anything else. And he could feel that could be enough in his eyes of, even if it is the chip on his shoulder of showing the Packers up, that could be in more than enough to have done it. And it might be a, I want to ring and now I want to retire a champion. That could be a and situation. And I think the Jets will well. be okay with that. I oh, think absolutely. the Jets and her fans will be okay with that. You come, you come and flop and leave. We got a problem. You come win a Super Bowl and retire. Hey man, congrats. We appreciate it. Glad this thing worked out for the both of us. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. I wouldn't be upset whatsoever. If you told me that the Jets get one year of Aaron Rodgers, but they get rings on their fingers at the end of it, sign me up. Sign me up. We'll figure it. We'll get another quarterback again. We'll figure it out. We'll move on from there. All right. Uh, I but mean, there's... you know how most teams are. Most teams, you know, when they win a Super Bowl, you know, unless you just got a young stacked roster where you're not having to pay guys, once you win a Super Bowl, you're kind of in like a three-year kind of chill period. Like, all right, we can't pay. You know, like, you see this, the, the we can't pay this guy. We can't pay that guy. Okay, yeah. well, you buy yourself two or three years to kind of like recoup, recoup, you know what I'm saying? You have some of those teams that got the young guys and they got the the paid guys and it's, it's the right time into where you like, hey, we can make a couple changes and not lose our core guys. And we still, we can make a run at this thing for like two, you know what I'm saying? We just won it and we got these guys locked in for the next two or three years. So we can make another run at it. So then you've been in that situation. Then you have those teams that, that get to that point, but they're at the end of that window. And now it's like, all right, we just made it to the Super Bowl or we won the Super Bowl. 
But now it's like, okay, well, we can't pay this guy because he just won a Super Bowl. He's gonna want max money. This guy's gonna. So now you gotta get, you gotta use that two or three year window to like rebuild it, keep a couple of the core pieces. And so, you know, that's that's how it is. So I'm sure if the Jets came in and Aaron Rodgers came in and won a Super Bowl, hey man, if you retire. Hey, we'll find another quarterback at some point. We got we got two year window. We'll we'll get somebody, but you're probably gonna have a good enough roster where you will be able to attract other quarterbacks that may want to come there because the roster is good. Yeah, and that's a, a point that I've been making about this whole situation for what feels like weeks now, and it goes back to what I said earlier, which is even if they don't end up winning a ring if they make the playoffs and they are a contender and they are a quality team throughout the season, they win 11, 12 games in the regular season and they are a good team. You are changing the narrative of what the jets have been and you can have a better foundation laid for whatever quarterback comes in afterwards and make a more attractive situation because for so many years, the jets have just had to throw money at any open free agent that would hope to take whatever bag they're offering And most of the time it ended up flopping because those guys would come in because they were just looking for a paycheck. And however that ended up working, you have guys that end up failing. I think you can have a a better situation as a whole afterwards because you're a more established team that is more attractive to potentially other quarterbacks. Or you could be more, you could feel more free to make a riskier move where maybe that's when you mortgage the future and you try and trade up for a top quarterback. And if it takes you pull a Carolina Panthers and you send two first round picks in two seconds and say, you know, we have our team established. We know there's guys that are eventually we're going to lose and we know we're going to have to build a little more. But now we can try and make the aggressive move. You're in a better situation as a whole than you were beforehand, in my opinion. Right. And when you look at it, like, like you said, with, with the Carolina, those these guys are smart, man. They know this is what we're going to do. We're going to leverage and we're going to we're going to what what we call it. Give up the franchise for this right here right but we know we're going to be in a situation where we're going to lose this guy or probably lose this guy lose this guy so if this run don't work right now then we got to recoup those those picks so then we're just going to trade some of those guys that we know that we can't resign anyway and get us a couple picks back we just know this is a window that we got to try to make it happen right now and if we can't make it happen right now and we can't pay everybody because we we drafted good players and they're good and they're gonna want a lot of money and we just can't pay them all. So then we maybe we can trade them and get some of our picks back. But let's let's trade our picks now to get the one piece or two pieces that we think we need to help make this happen. So these guys are smart, man. They they'll get all that stuff done um, and figure it out. Yeah, no, I think so, too. I think so, too. Glover, I want to pick your brain a little bit because I have a unique situation here where I get to talk to somebody that's had a ton of playing experience against Aaron Rodgers himself, where for twice a year, for six years in Detroit, you played this guy and was your a main division rival that you got to see firsthand. In your opinion, as a defensive player, as a player in the secondary of, on top of everything, what has made Aaron Rodgers so good? What are some of the things about him that maybe – people just looking at his physical talent may not understand or, or what were things as a player that you were on the field with him and going, dang, you know, that was, that was really impressive or stuck out to you. Just what about Rogers in your opinion, just makes him so special. I mean, I think the biggest thing, you know, from just playing against him so many times was, um, 
he's obviously smart. All these guys are smart, and he can throw the ball, right? I think the biggest thing that made Aaron Rodgers different, I guess, was his confidence in himself and the throws that he could make and his mobility. The biggest thing. When you look at Aaron Rodgers, you don't think of Lamar Jackson. But you also don't think of Tom Brady either. Yeah. Right? He's not as mobile as Lamar, but he's not a pocket just stand there guy like a Tom. But he can move. And when he was in his prime, it was so very difficult to guard him because you had to respect him as a passer because he can throw it all over the place. But you also had to respect him as a runner because he could run it, but they wasn't calling runs for him. So that was difficult because you're playing a lot of too high safety and, you know, two man to try to protect yourself in the pass. And Aaron Rodgers just running for first downs on you. And then all of a sudden you want to try to, you know, go man to man and blitz him. And then he just picks you apart. And, you know, he was just one of those type of guys that it was very, 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 very difficult because he could move, you know, as you get older and you're not running as much and you're, 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 you're getting hit a little bit more, you know, you kind of have to turn into that pocket passer on time. And outside of quick slants and quick little flat routes, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers has ever been like a true timing passer. You know what I'm saying? You're in the pocket, you step back, boom, 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 and you get the ball. He's never really been like that. He's always kind of like, I'm going to hold it, see where I want to go. I'm going to throw it 80 yards. I'm going to throw it 40 yards. I'm Oh, that's where I want to go. I'm going to run around. He's always been like that little Patrick Mahomes in him. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I would say. So it'd be interesting to see because as he's getting older, you know, he don't move around and try to run as much as he used to. So you're going to have to be a pocket passer or, you know, a less mobile type of guy. And that'd be different. That'd be different for him. So will he be as difficult to defend? I don't know. But I know in those days when with him being able to move, we see some of the best throws that he made in his career came on the run. I mean, you, you think about that throw he made against Dallas in the playoffs. It's like, man, like you're running to the left and you throw that ball yep. and it just lands right there on the sideline like that. Like some of the plays that he made, you know, came from him getting out the pocket and being able to throw the ball. So we'll see if he's still into that you know, or is he getting older and he don't really want to run anymore? He just want to be a pocket passer. Can he do that? We'll have to see. Yeah, that's the biggest question. That's the biggest question for sure. I got one more thing to ask you, Glover, before we wrap this one up. And purely speculation here. I know you don't have any insider knowledge or would expect you to anyway to be able to sit here and tell me for sure. But if you just had to take an educated guess, what do you think the trade compensation might look like from the Jets going towards the Packers to pull this deal off? Because we've seen reports ranging from the Packers asking for two first round picks or something similar to a Matt Stafford deal, all the way to some people saying that it might just be a conditional mid round pick, or maybe it's a pick in the future. If something moves up certain amount of high, I'm kind of in the middle. 
I think that they're going to have a mid-round pick this year that they give up, and they're going to have likely a conditional second next year, where if the Jets are in the playoffs, maybe it's a first. Maybe it's, you know, a third that becomes a second or something along those lines. Because I think there's, as we've discussed, there's a real possibility that this is a one-year thing. And I don't, I think the Jets know that too. And I don't think they're going to be willing to offer up a ton of draft capital for a guy that they're not sure they might have for more than one year. Right. And, and, and I think, you know, in my, in my honest opinion, I really think this could get ugly if teams don't operate as true professionals in the business world, because like you said, it could be a one and done for the Jets. When you say you want to get traded, just because you say you want to go to the Jets, the Green Bay Packers is an organization. What if some other team come in and offers a better trade package? What do you do as a Jet? Hey, man. I don't know what team it could be. You look at what team you think needs a quarterback. Uh, who? Um, throw anybody out there. I was the going to say Buccaneers, but they signed say the Baker Texans. Mayfield today. Might, you, Texans are a possibility. You, you might say the Texans, right? The Texans, yeah, they got a young quarterback uh, they possibly can draft, right? Depending on how this all plays out. Oh, you look at Tampa, things like that, right? What if they come in the pitch and say, hey, we got something to offer Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers? You know, all the talk has been him going to the Jets, but we got something to offer because you want to get traded. You're not a free agent. So you don't get to tell the team or, you know, what I'm so yeah. no, he doesn't have control. To, he doesn't have a no right. trade clause in that contract. So it's not right. like so the, the Packers can agree to a trade. Yeah. Yeah, they could trade him wherever he wants, whatever they want to trade him, wherever they can get the best thing. So that's what I'm saying. It could get real ugly if the page if the Packers are asking for something astronomical and other teams are kind of like, that ain't really the market right now because he could be a one and done type of guy. So we're only willing to give up this. And they may feel like I think, well, he I think we should be able to get more for him. And it's like, you don't really have the leverage. Meaning. Aaron doesn't want to be there next year. So if he has to come back, he was already 90% retired. He may just retire on you guys. So you don't really have any other team that could trade for him. And that's the other part of it too, is that another team can make an offer, but there's no guarantee that Aaron's going to play for them. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know what the trade compensation would be. I think this is what I do believe. I believe, if the Jets want to make a deal and the Packers are okay with trading him to the Jets, which they should be, he's out of conference, he's out of division, he's an AFC guy, hey, man, we won't see Aaron Rodgers unless we're in the Super Bowl or once every four years, and depending on when they play, he may not even be playing three years from now when we have to play those guys again, right? So if that's the case, they shouldn't have a problem trading him to New York Jets, and they should say, hey, this is where he wants to go. Aaron has been good to us for so many years, and it just got to a point we still respect Aaron. He's still going to be in the Packers ring of fame. He's going to go into the 
to the Hall of Fame as a Packer. When he decides to retire, hopefully we can get him back on a one-day contract. And we don't want any, you know, future beef with our one of our franchise best quarterbacks. So if he wants to go to the Jets, and he's made it very clear to the world that he wants to go to the Jets, that if we don't send him to the Jets, it's going to look like we didn't want to send him to the Jets. But the Jets have to also understand you can't just try to be, you know, like you have all the leverage and offer crappy stuff for the deal. Like they have to both work together as professionals and say, hey, we understand the situation. We're trying to do what's best for us. You try, guys are trying to do what's best for you guys. Let's see where we can meet in the middle to where this trade makes sense for the both of us. If it don't go that way, it could get ugly. Yeah, I really think it could. Uh, I'm not expecting news anytime immediately soon. Just because Aaron Rodgers came out today and said, I want to be a Jet, does not mean that the trade is going to be finalized later tonight or tomorrow or anything else. If you're the Packers, you're trying to do everything you can to get as much back for this guy as possible because he's such a good player and has been such a good player for your organization. And you're trying to save face for the fan base. I mean, how's it going to look to the fans if you trade Aaron Rodgers for a third round pick and Corey Davis? I mean, it's not going to feel very good if you're a Packers fan. You're going to be a little a little less concerned about what's going on. But I'm I'm really thinking that, like you said, if these teams can come together and understand that for the be- the betterment of everybody involved, getting this done and doing it fairly is the way to do it, I think they'll come to an agreement, and I think this will be wrapped up. I don't think it's going to last until the draft. I think before the draft happens, we will have a deal in place. I don't think it's going to take that long. But if it does, like you're saying, then look out. This is going to continue to drag on and get pretty ugly for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm a firm believer that when they want to get it done, they get it done. How, how, how can we have so many deals done right there at the deadline? When you want to get right. it done, you get it done. So if you want it to linger out up until the start of the season, that's what it's going to do. If you want to get the deal done today, you can get the deal done today if you really want to. So we'll see. Yep. All right. Well, I think that does it for us, Glover. I appreciate your time so, so much. Thank you for stopping by again, breaking this down with me. For our listeners, Lamont will be back very shortly. Just couldn't make the time today. So we all huge thank you to Glover for stopping by. Make sure you're following Glover on Twitter at Glover Quinn Jr. You can also follow the show at B-L-E-A-V underscore N underscore Jets. If you got any Lions news or anything you want to cover, make sure you're following their show at Believe in Lions as well. Glover, thank you one more time for stopping by. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll be talking real, real soon see ya thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.